I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. Biggie. Son. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, what a demo are so, people in a place so, to be? So burping up that pizza. You are now, <laughs> you are now listening to the wonderful sound of uh, the pizza burper. Uh, <laughs> get, <stuffer. laughs> get it how you get live. I am Ross Lavelle Jill. This is my burpee co-hosts, partner, homeboy, my man's in there, the homie Saul Ureña. What it do, man? You know, chilling, chilling. Uh, you know, I caved in, and uh, after probably the millionth Papa John's Shack commercial about the stuffed crust pizza that I saw on t- I had and just had to order it, and... Uh, now I'm probably regretting it a little bit. Uh, I respect Shaq. I respect Shaq a lot. Yeah, and yeah, to yeah, be yeah. fair, you do have a tradition of Papa John's in your family, in your past. You know, it's it's a sad and shameful tradition. Damn! <laughs> it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's, we should have known better than, than to order Papa John's as much as we did. You know what I mean? Growing up. But uh, but I don't know. My mom liked it for some reason. I mean, we liked it too. But And there weren't really a lot of local uh, local pizza places close to the crib. You know what I mean? You know what? At the time, no. Which is funny yeah. because now when you think about it, it seems, especially like Central Florida, if you have a Publix Plaza, there are a few things that you know are going to be there. Um, there's gonna be a Chinese food restaurant. Yep. There's and there's gonna be there's there's usually a pizza spot in that plaza now. But um, yeah, thinking about it, I can't think of it back in the day though. No, nah, there wasn't. There wasn't a like a local pizza shop around. So now all we know, had was uh, Al's Pizza. Yeah, but they're not gonna. They, they didn't deliver all the way out to Central. No, nah, no, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm. <laughs> pizza and uh, Mike's was it Mike's or Mikey's? I, you know, I don't know what the one right off uh, 192 and like uh, yeah, 192 and like Central. Central, yeah, yeah behind the staircase. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, that pizza, that pizza was the best. The homie Benny used to work there, yeah. Shout out to Benny, Benny Paulino, wherever he's at. Damn, you get, yeah, full government. Here we go, one more hey, time. No, <laughs> One more oh, time. Three minutes in, yo. Three minutes hey, in. Just... <laughs> hey, I'm just it's a it's a pretty I mean that that name is is you know, I always thought he was just some sort of like I mean what a name, you know, Betty Paulino. Like hey yeah, go see Betty Paulino, you know what I'm saying? Break so the that dude always smiled. <laughs> yeah, he's such a nice guy. I never saw him get mad, yo. <laughs> he used to box or something, didn't he? I don't, know, I don't know, but he was. I thought all- he did. I, yeah. I could be wrong. I don't know. Shout out to him wherever he's at, though. <laughs> and word, welcome, welcome word. everybody. Sorry. <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Ross. Uh, what's up with you, man? How's your How's your week been? 
What's <laughs> up? Well, I was in pals, all the good stuff. What, what's happening? Hit me, man. I'm what you, you let you were gone. Oh, down, I was in Pizza House somewhere. I don't know what happened. What is all this? Yeah, so it's been it was a good week. Um, was up in uh, was up in Cocoa Beach. So was there Monday, Tuesday, Miercoles? That's Wednesday. Um, they say Wednesday in French. I forgot. Mercredi. Oh, oof. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mercredi. You know, Miercoles. Mercredi, which is, which, which would translate out if you like get into the roots of the word. It's like uh, the day of Mercury. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why Wednesday would be the day of Mercury. Hmm. John will say that's a good question. Lundi is the day of the moon. Which is Monday, Lu- um, yeah. Yeah, Lunes, day of the moon, Maldi, Martes, that's the day of Mars, Jeudi, Jueves, the day of Jupiter, Vendredi, Venus, the day of, uh, what do you call that? Whoa, 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 whoa. Venus. Venus, Vietnam. Yeah, no, okay, so let's see. Mercury is responsible. Mercury is responsible for minds, mouth, and communication between people. Oh, Wednesday is a is a favorable is a favorable day for meditating, negotiating, correspondence, intellectual activities, organizing, planning, learning something new, foreign languages, visit educational courses. Wow! Oh, that's what Wednesday is for. So Wednesdays are good for getting shit done. Yeah, shout out to you for coming through with the knowledge, with the fun facts. Hey, you know, I want to know why is Wednesday the day of Mercury? And they say, let's see, the name Wednesday continues Middle English uh, Wednesday with an I. <laughs> okay. The name is a calc of the Latin Dies Mercuri, day of mm. Mercury, like you said, yes. Reflecting the fact that the Germanic god Woden or Wudenaz or Odin, okay, during the Roman era was interpreted as Germanic Mercury. The Latin name dates to the late second or early third century. See, that's all above my head. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. I just know that uh, Wednesday's good for uh, meditating, negotiating, uh, intellectual activities. I like that. And and, and getting shizite done. Yeah, just getting shit done. All right, learn something new. Wednesdays are good to pay bills. Always pay your bills on Wednesdays, apparently. Financial payment, learning something new. I like that. Now, what did we say Friday was? Friday is... Uh, Venus. Venus? Why is that? Why is that? Je ne sais pas. I have no clue. Je ne sais. All right. Well, you know what? We're about to find out real quick at the beginning of this podcast. because okay, give, really it, give, give Drop the knowledge, son. Do the knowledge. Do the knowledge. The day of Venus. It's named from Frigga. <laughs> What'd you just call me? <laughs> Yeah, sorry, hold on, hold on. Hold Say on. that shit again, son? Would you call wait, me? Wait, wait. My bad, my bad. I deserve one of these just for that joke right there. Sorry. Burr, burr, burr. Yeah, sorry, everybody. All right. Cheap joke. All right. Anyways, let's see. Where where were we? Frigga, the goddess of love and transformation. Oh, she rules the spiritual aspects of people as they manifest on the physical. Because of mm. this, Friday. Is sometimes thought as unpredictable. Magical aspects, love, friendship, reconciliation, and beauty. Okay. So far, Wednesday and Fridays are like my favorite day of the week, apparently. Fridays are unpredictable. 
And Wednesdays, you know, you got to get shit done. So Mondays and Tuesdays are just useless. So that's good. I mean, I already knew that, though, about Mondays. Anyways, sorry we took this little detour, everybody. All right, Ross, go ahead. Tell me about <laughs> You were at Coco Monday so, through Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Coco Beach, yes, sir. Um, so I guess I guess that was a pow- a while, rather. You know what I mean? Like, got to that, that whole, just the whole thing, just the storm didn't hit us. Um, the water, you know, as they say, the sea was, but, um, mm. But it was still fun. Um, I guess a pal, the pal, and from what I, you know, we're we're, going to talk about it later, but the pal really was, uh, yo, the assassination of the Haitian president. Yo, that was. That's a little story out of it. Yeah, that that, that came out of nowhere. And and the reason why it was a pal, like, obviously, yes, I'm Haitian. I wasn't born there. Um, but, um, you know, that's, that's where my people originate. Um, at least, you know, as far as like the boat stops, but, um, but, but it, and since we're going to talk about it later, I, I won't get too deep, but it's just, it sucks because <laughs> Haiti's already been through enough. You know what I'm saying? Haiti's already been through enough. So for that to have happened, regardless of how one may feel about him, which his name was Jovenel Moise. Regardless of how you feel about him, he's still like, you know, the leader of the country. Him being gone destabilizes the country. The country already was, as far as like government-wise, I won't go into everything that's wrong, but government-wise, um, the country's already on 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 was already on shaky ground because um there was no active parliament because <laughs> there hadn't been no elections in quite a in a little bit. And the elections were supposed to happen sometime later this year. Um, the judiciary was also in in in, in disarray. Um, the chief judge, who would happen to have been in the line of succession, um, chief judge died. I forgot when exactly within the last 365 days, but you know he was affected with COVID. One of the few reported COVID cases in the, in, in Haiti. But um, yeah, yeah, most people don't think most people don't think he had he had COVID. You know. People always got their own ideas, but yeah, man, um, that happened. So that 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 was for me. Those were my my wows and pals. Um, the, spent half the week in in Coco, and then the pal was just the uh, that the way it ended. Like it was like woke up this that morning, and then boom, like oh, what? What do you mean assassinated? What? I don't even make no kind of sense. And then it was just it's just been derailed from there. In terms of the story, my week was still fine per se. You know, came back got back to work and just, you know, the, the, the life kept going, but it was just, damn. <clears throat> so that was that for me. But um, what about you, sir? Um, tell me about your wilds and pals. How was your week? Uh, anything good? Anything not so good? Anything that sucked? Hey man, you know, my friend, um, everything was pretty, uh, pretty just even kill, I guess. Um, nothing too crazy. Uh yeah, nothing too crazy. I, you know, I wish I would have thought about this a little bit before we started uh, recording. But um, any wow, I, you know what? I mean, general wow, you know, the Suns are up uh, two games on the Bucks. Good Suns in four. Suns yeah. in four. I like that. I like that. I'm happy. I'm yeah. I'm happy. Yo, Jamal Murray took a picture with that guy. Yo, let me ask you a question, son. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Um, 
So does Chris Paul get get his ring finally? I hope so. I hope so. That's a, that's a good response. That's a safe response. Yeah, I, I would I would like to see that happen. I would like to see the point guard win one. You know, what I mean? the point guard. Point guard. CP three. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, let me see. In my pals, I got a pal. I mean, ah. Uh... You know, so I, my pal is just, you know, I guess maybe for the entire state of Kentucky, I just I just feel bad for them, I guess. I, as, as many as, as many of you know, uh, I, I deal with a lot of people across the country uh, with my job. Just <laughs> it. I mean, I deal with I deal with with people. I mean, you know what? Even around the world, I spoke with somebody that was in Scotland, a lot of people in like Mexico, Guatemala, you know what I mean? Like in the Americas and stuff. Uh, <clears throat> I have never come across anybody just dumber, Damn. slower, just fucking dumber than the people of the shitty state of Kentucky. Mm. I've been there once. It's beautiful. Like, it's beautiful. Bluegrass state. Bro, it's beautiful. But, I mean, man, oh, man. I I mean, yo, Mitch McConnell must really hate that place. Why would you say that? I mean, why? Why? How could you? Why would you do that to these people? What What has Mitch McConnell done to those people? I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I just feel like somehow he's to blame for why they're so stupid. I just somehow, you know, I don't know. I don't know the direct link, but there's there's a link there. There's a connection. And I don't. On the ozone is. layer, Mitch McConnell. You know, <laughs> dumbass people in Kentucky, Mitch McConnell. Yeah, Mitch McConnell. Okay, Mitch. I mean, it's just it's pretty sad. So yeah, so dealing with. Uh, Dealing with those people is just—it's just mind blowing that they're adults, you know. I don't know. That's my pal. I feel bad for this. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, mm. Alabama, that... honorable mention. Alabama, honorable mention. Straight <laughs> up. Straight up. Alabama's right there. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. We've really got some education issues, some education problems, and. In this country, we really do, because when you just, you know, how many times do you have to say like you could only repeat yourself verbatim? And they just, you know, they still proceed with the same, uh, you know, same thing, and just like don't understand. It's really weird. Yeah. Um. We are. No, no, I'm I'm glad you say that. We need to have a serious conversation. I mean, obviously, you know, we we mention we talk a lot about race on this podcast. But the reality of it is uh we we need to have a serious conversation about about just simple reading mathematical competency in this country and you know, in various I states i don't even care I, I don't even care if they know how to how to add i you know you should at least be able to 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 form a complete sentence 
um, you should at least be able to comprehend um, when someone else is speaking to you, you know, like just like what they're saying. I, I feel like I speak pretty good English <laughs> um, <laughs> for the most part. Uh-huh. I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty easy to understand. I feel like I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty, uh, I try to be like, like the, the, the three C's for me in broadcasting. Uh, I try to be clear. I try to be concise. I try to be uh, correct. I, I feel okay. like, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm, I was saying, okay, carry on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, I, I feel like I, I, I hit those hit those pretty pretty spot on, especially when it comes to work. So, for somebody else that speaks the same language that I speak, <laughs> um, I feel like you should be able to understand what I'm saying. Uh, it's pretty wild, right? I, well, I, you know, these I can't even States. come up with an example. I just can't. I wish I could come up with an example, but you know, I, 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 let's say I'll. You know, like again, I'll you know, two plus two is four. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, that's clear. That's pretty understand. Hey, that's what it is. You know, if I were somebody from uh, my phone calls from Kentucky, they would be like, "Well, you know, two. What was that? So two plus two is what again?" Uh-huh. And then you know I have to sit there and explain it to them. They'll be like, "Yeah, well, no, but uh, but still, I uh, you know, it's uh, well, no, see, this is what happened, and uh, no, it's not, it's not, you know, two plus two is what." And then it's, I almost feel like it's a game. I think they're just playing a game with me now at this point. Like how many times I could tell them like the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, that's that. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Uh, you well, know, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, well, because you know, the these United States are um it's 50 states and and it's 50 different things to see something, <laughs> it's 50 different things to say something, and sometimes it works out to uh the detriment. <laughs> Of, yeah, that's uh, the people who try to communicate across those uh, those those cultures, across those uh, communication, uh, what you call it, vernaculars. I don't, so I don't know. Vernaculars. Bro. It's bad. It's bad. And colloquialisms. So. It's bad. It's bad. Kentucky's bad, um, but not not as bad as uh, what's happening with Rachel Nichols, my friend. And uh, okay. I guess we can kick kick off the show real quick. Let 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 let's hit that up. We got a couple things we want to hit up. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is a pretty important story just in general uh, in the world of of world of sports media in the world of just uh, like American television uh, in general um, because it's 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 really tough uh, to break into that field um you know especially like in sports center a lot you know they're all like ex-athletes right you know or ex-semi-pro athletes whatever it was you know or they've been there for forever you know like linda Cohn and rachel nichols 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you see the guys like Nagandi has been there for a minute. Yeah, well, he's, I feel like he's kind of relatively new still to me. Just because I'm, you know, I come from that old, old school sports center era. Like, uh, like Charlie Stein, you know what I mean? And uh, like, what's his face? Um, I mean, he's back now, but uh, he was doing like MSNBC for a while. Keith Oberman, uh, you know, whatever. All those Keith things. But anyway, Oberman. Yeah. Kenny Payne. Yeah. When he was young. Um, yeah. So anyways, you know, it, Whatever, but a, a lot of those guys are funny. You don't know, like they they were all were like athletes. They played like college football or whatever. And anyways, you know they got in. Now it's tough for for a woman to get in. I feel like um, because it is a male dominated um, field. I I think maybe the last like ten to fifteen years it's been changing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what I heard, um, and this was me when I was in when when I was in school. Um, you know. Whoa, whoa, hold on. What what school? At a broadcasting school. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> so you know, you school. Yeah. It could be high school, middle. Oh school. no, no, no. My bad. No, no. Yeah, this is this is after high school. So, um, yeah. So what I heard was that you know they're looking for a lot. You know, like now a lot. Like lately, they're looking for women. Just you know, pretty girls to be on the sideline and to be because guys would rather talk to girls than they would rather talk to someone that looks like me. Right. You know that that's 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 what they said. It's I was like, oh my goodness, that's that's pretty. Uh, all right, well I, I get it. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, what it is. So I was just like, man, this is gonna be this kind of gonna stink. It's gonna be tough to kind of break into this. Whatever you just realize how much harder it is in general, just all around for everyone. Um, Rachel Nichols has been covering, I guess, like the NBA for a while for ESPN and doing the NBA Finals for a long time. Um, well, I guess she got caught. She got busted. Um, the private conversation she was having. Uh, Mike was on because this was during the bubble. So she's carrying around this camera or whatever. You know, and the microphone's still hot, connected to ESPN. Uh, I, I mean, I'm like jumping around because I don't know. There's just so many pieces to this story. So she's speaking to... And like more complaining to LeBron James's political advisor, Adam Mendelson. All right. Now listen to what LeBron James's political advisor. Yeah. Adam Mendelson. That's who she's complaining to. Yeah. You're thinking like, who the hell is this guy? Why does she even talk to him? What does he have to do with anything? You know what he's LeBron James's political advisor. Yeah, yeah, he's a PR dude. Well, there's more to this guy. Um, and I had this written down, and now I can't freaking find it. Oh, my goodness. But about who he is, because he he's not only was like the PR guy for him, but he used to be like the PR guy for like Arnold when he was the governor of California. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, just like the connections that he has in politics just alone, it's it's just kind of crazy. So when you hear someone like him say the things he said in this conversation, you know, it kind of makes you, it just makes you think like, listen, nothing, it, how, how can I, I'm trying to think of a way to, so I can kind of like, where I can kind of make this make sense and I don't sound like I'm just kind of rattling off a bunch of crazy points. And I sound like a, you know, angry old man. Um, and I don't know if I've said this before on the podcast. I know, 
we've spoke about it on the on our on our personal thread and, and between all of us and you and I, um, like the guys and stuff too. But you know, one of the things that I that I've kind of been bothered by lately is the fact that um, you know, like, oh man, can't talk about race, you know, like um, not all white people. You know, most white people I feel like are like, you know, burdened by just talking about it. They don't, you know, it's like it is what it is. Okay, get over it. That's what you hear. You know, it's almost like they. It's like white America dictates that conversation, and they're not. They're not even the ones experiencing racism in this country. You know what I mean? Like, is that? Am I making sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely kinda, making sense. You know, so so it kind of bothers me that it's almost like, you know, we let them control the narrative of the conversation when they're the ones that are the oppressors. And and it's funny because it's like, yeah, the, the, you know, like the, what is it in history? Like the, the, the winners write history or whatever. Is that what it is? However that quote is. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, but it's like, we know this, we, we know better than that. And, and we still kind of, for the most part, society just kind of lets them dictate that narrative of, of race or whatever. And it ties back to what he was saying, because Rachel Nichols starts kind of vending to him, saying that, uh, and, and, and I'm trying to find it here, I'm real quick, exactly what she said. Because she was like, uh, she's like, I wish, you know, Maria Taylor all the success in the world. She covers football. She covers basketball. Uh, Nichols said on the recording, um, if you need to give her more things to do because you are feeling pressured about your crappy longtime record on diversity, which, by the way, I know personally from the female side of it, like, go for it. Just find it elsewhere. You're not going to find it from me or taking my thing away. Yeah. Then the conversation continues and Mendelssohn starts laughing and agreeing with her. And then he starts to say, what, what, what does he say? Andrew, let me see. Pinterest, sir. Let me see. Let's killing. See Taylor's many side of it. A reaction. Um, let me try to see if I can find what he said. I think it's unfortunate. I like what Jamel Hill said about that. But if I could find Mendelssohn's comments, because he starts going in and agreeing and he starts saying that he's tired of the Me Too movement. He's tired of the Black Lives Matter. Um, you know, all this stuff. And like, he's like, um, you know, it's almost, I, I, he's just belittling the movement and everything. And you think, you know, someone in that position, you know, that has the ear of so many powerful people behind closed doors thinks that this is all just it's, it's you know it's just a joke to him yeah which and you again, know i'm not i'm not surprised because he's well, just cashing checks yeah you know but it's just like you know and, and th these are the people that that we we let control the narrative when it comes to these race talks and well, they don't even care <laughs> well i don't i don't know if we let them it I mean, I'll let you carry on with your thought. Well, no, I mean that, you know, it, and, and then, you know, again, it goes on to just kind of 
with you know with, with the sport with with the media world how and not only media world but just the professional business world it kind of brings to light uh, like the fear that people of color in the professional world kind of have had and not the fear but just what they've been saying the whole time that look they, these people still talk behind our backs like even while we're here like when we make it up here and we're their peers they still don't give us the credit we deserve they only say we're here because we're black right and 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 i i can resonate with that my my question to you then becomes what makes rachel nichols good like what sets her apart so apparently it's just the connection she has with this gentleman because he's she can get interviews with lebron james and nobody else can because they have to go through him but she they're friends and then this is another thing. She made it harder for Maria Taylor to get interviews during the bubble and everything because she made Maria Taylor still have to go through to this guy and, hey, they don't have the same relationship that Rachel Nichols has with him. So so then Rachel Nichols really doesn't doesn't hold any, aside from relationships with, relation, which relationships are important, obviously. But aside from that, Rachel Nichols doesn't necessarily have any specific skill. Her she doesn't husband, have anything that she does or says that her, sets her apart from anyone, does her she? Her in-laws, her in-laws, her husband's parents, maybe. So that's a negative. And the only reason why I ask that is because I heard what she said, and that part about you know, allegedly, I think Jimmy Butler was clapping those cheeks. Allegedly, yeah, <laughs> I, I read that um, the other day. I was like, it was it yesterday? I read that. I was like, no, oh, I, I, you know, <laughs> like, if, you see, uh, if you see a picture of Rachel Nichols' husband, then you might agree with me. <laughs> but that's all but, I gotta say. But my 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 what 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 I'm trying to drive home is yeah, like I've heard what she said. And while I heard what she said, I didn't hear what Mendelssohn said. I heard what she said. I wasn't, I wasn't too shocked by it. I wasn't even, I wasn't even like appalled by what she said because when somebody is on top, as we've been experiencing since the beginning of time, they're going to do whatever they got to do to protect what they have. But then I was just wondering, well, what makes her so good? What makes her such a great reporter. And then it just came to me and you tell me if I'm wrong or if I'm right. I was like, nothing. She's just on a lot. And then you said something earlier. A lot of these guys are former athletes. So really, none of those people are really like, not many rather of those people are really like, you know, the cream of the crop of what they do when it comes to broadcasting. Because let's, let's, let's be honest, man. Jalen Rose, when he first started, man, he was horrible. And okay, oh, he's still, he's he's been still pretty horrible, the, but yeah, there you go, there you go. But he's been and on, so, and so, so is Shaq, honestly. And, yeah, it, so. and he's got and he's got these hot takes. He's he's funny, makes you laugh. So now you know they're they're seen as like great at what they do, but really, what is it that they do? So um, I I find it interesting that Rachel Nichols is in a situation, especially when she admits, she's like, yo, they have a horrible track record on diversity. And it's like, yo, how can a sister get a leg up then? Or anybody, but in this in this particular moment, we're talking about a sister. How can a sister get a leg up if you ain't willing 
to let her get a little shine. I understand that you're trying to protect what it is that you have, but how 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 is the network? Which again, the network it, it is true. The network has a horrible track record on diversity, especially especially. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I I, I after the whole debacle with uh, the way Jamel Hill left the network, I kind of been like, ah, eh, whatever. As on well, not not only that, but like Jamel Hill, Michael Smith, Carrie Champion, like. A lot of these people got laid off, you know, by, you know, like our high profile exits in recent years. And this is according to a staffer who who spoke uh, on the condition of anonymity because the staffer was not authorized to publicly discuss internal network issues. Yeah, ain't nobody trying like, to get fired. Yo, when issues of diversity come up at ESPN, they always say, look at this person who has a big job or look at how much we pay this person, said one staffer. Well, yeah, that's that's. Ain't that America? Yeah. And then they go on to say, but I don't think there's anyone in top leadership who truly knows how to make black people and people of color throughout the company feel valued or anyone who can reckon with what that even means or can talk about it in any real way. Ain't that America. Oh, you guys have Obama. Uh, look, uh, Oprah's rich. Uh, look, my, Michael Jordan's this. And it's like, yeah, you're, you're, naming, <laughs> you're naming the exceptions to the rule. <laughs> You're naming the exceptions to the motherfucking rules. So yeah, um, I I think I think it's good to have what's happening right now because again, it also shows you ESPN's true colors. Because when did they get wind of that hot mic? Oh, this happened last year during the exactly. Yeah, and now that that the times well that somebody leaked it to Maria Taylor. Yeah, so her people was like, "Yo, let's let's make yep. this happen." So now that so now that the Times published whatever it is that they published, and it's a big story, all of a sudden Rachel Nichols comes on, gives us a tearful apology. <laughs> they got fucking, <laughs> they got fucking Kendrick Perkins and Richard Jefferson. Like, oh well, you ain't never been mean to me. <laughs> yeah, trying to say well, it's funny because that brings up my another point that I wanted to make. It's funny how they, how they start. Pitting people against each other. Yeah. Like pitting people against each other, you know, and it's like, you know, you, you have two women that should just be there, you know, deservedly so, without, you know, without any beef. But now let's they put them against each other. Yeah. It's it's funny how they, you know what I mean? It's it's just really weird how they how I I don't know. You know, it's it's very unfortunate part of the business. Yeah, because you know it's, I mean? it's got to be you or, or the other person. Yeah, and it's like, there's no why? room for both of you. Yeah, it's like they, they, it's uh, what it, Jamel Hill said, it's a lot of industry jealousy they face. Um, what else did she say? She's like, some of it's being in a high intensity field, but there's an undercurrent of race. Black people get scrutinized in ways our white counterparts don't, and that's across the board on every professional level, right? I just want people to know that. And I don't think people really know that. Like how how different it is in the professional world for a person of color, the extra amount of bullshit they have to deal with, just generally. And yeah. I, and 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 it's at work in a professional environment. It's supposed to be. Yeah, that's always the worst, the fact that it's at work, right? You know? So, you know, it, it's funny, you know, that's why it, it, it's tough because I, you know, some people will, 
or like to say that, you know, race is just like the big divider. It's just like something they're trying to put us against and yada, 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 like almost like, uh, uh, I mean, how do I say this without being like so blunt about it? But it's like, you know, you're an idiot if you fall for those division tactics. Yeah, you could call me an idiot. And it's yeah. not that I fall for those division tactics. It's the fact that, you know, the, the, the data speaks for itself. The that's, data that's, speaks that's the for thing. itself. And, you know, and again, that comes back to my point about how certain people just like want to, you know, kind of dictate that race conversation because, you know, maybe, maybe it makes them feel uncomfortable or, or maybe, you know, whatever it is, you, you know, about the, the I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. But I, I just think it's kind of funny that it's like, no, like I, this is, this is real life. It's not just a division tactic by the rich elite. Well, uh, well, I can tell you this. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't involve myself in that conversation with just anybody. And the reason why is because I don't want to have that conversation with just anybody. And why is that? Because a lot of times it ends up being me doing kind of like an in-service or, or a workshop, like a, like a pop-up workshop for someone, you know what I mean? And, and I'm done with that. I, I, I believe that last week we talked about, um, what was it? The idea that we have to divulge our political leanings or beliefs. And my response was, it doesn't matter to me. Like everybody's going to get this blackness, this unapologetic blackness, this unforgivable blackness regardless. And, and so as a result of that, I don't find myself needing to have a conversation about race with just anybody. You feel me? It's like, all right, cool. Because I, I don't have, I don't, I don't feel like I have to educate you about this. I don't, I don't feel like we have to have this conversation. Look, here are the points. You either believe it or you don't. Is there something you want to do to help the cause? Boom. Here are some things you can do. You know, recognize that, recognize that there is a problem. Cool. You recognize that there's a problem. Boom. That's why we talk about it. If you're uncomfortable having that conversation, great. Go back, go back to go back to living in your fantasy world. I'm I'm over here trying to do for self and for others who understand what I'm talking about. Peace out. That's all I have to say about that. Facts, bro. It's just, uh, it's just wild. It is just wild that. Uh, and I mean, shout out to Maria Taylor. <laughs> yeah, for real. Shouts for keeping it, for keeping it classy. You know what I'm saying? She out here trying. She just out here trying to get her paper up right now. <laughs> you know, and maybe it's gonna happen. Maybe it's not. I know that some stuff. I know that Rachel Nichols has been taken off of some things, right? I think yeah, she got taken off the NBA Finals. Um. I mean, but it's crazy because a lot of people are saying some crazy stuff too. She got taken from that. <coughs> you got what Adam Silver said, uh, which was weird. Uh, what did what did the commissioner say? That career shouldn't be erased by a single comment. That we should be judging people by the larger context of their body of work and who they are and what we know about them. So, oh, I agree with him. Yeah, but he's you know he's 
talking about, I guess, Rachel Nichols. Which yeah, yeah, sure. no, I agree with him. But again, like nobody here is erasing her career. Yeah, that's the thing. You you might want to have that conversation with ESPN and be like, "Yo, now is not the time for you to do this. You knew about this shit last year." You know what I'm saying? You know about this shit last year? We done had a whole last season. We done had a whole last season, and that story comes out now, right at the right at the beginning of the NBA finals. But you've had you've had this on your servers for however long. So what 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 why is it that it's now that you're taking action and deciding to number one, take her off, and then number two, have her apologize on the air? What kind of baby back bullshit is that? No, have her call. Maria Taylor and have a conversation with Maria Taylor as an adult, as two professionals. And then, yeah, the situation was handled in house. That should have been done. That should have been done. So the fact that the fact that it took this long for ESPN to deal with it on some on some public relations bullshit lets me know everything I need to know about ESPN as a network and how it's operated. Hmm. Yeah, the video was in mid-July last year. She was staying at the Coronado Springs Resort at Walt Disney. It's been a year, bro. Yeah. It's been a year, and now we're doing something about it. Now we're addressing it. And again, see, we're doing something drastic. That's why people always talk about, oh, cancel culture. Ain't no cancel culture like that when it comes to that woman. No, it's the damn it's the damn network messed up, and now they're trying to they're trying to uh what, what is it they're trying face. to overcompensate yeah they're trying to save face and then they overcompensate in the way yeah. that they're reacting to the whole thing. Let's see, let's see, let's see, because uh, I've got more of the more of the convo here, so this is perfect. Uh, she just, it was July thirteenth, twenty twenty. Her and Adam Mendelson were discussing this longtime advisor of the Lakers superstar LeBron James and James's agent Rich Paul. Uh, let's see. Nichols was speaking with Mendelson and requested an interview with James and the Lakers teammate Anthony Davis, whom Paul also represents. During the conversation, she also sought advice from Mendelson because she believes her bosses were advancing Taylor at her expense. So, boom, the jealousy thing. She's like, I just want them to go somewhere else. It's in my contract, by the way. This job is in my contract writing. Nichols told Mendelson, referring to hosting coverage during the NBA finals a few minutes after saying ESPN was feeling pressure about racial diversity. Um, let's see. She's just scared. Yeah, bro. It's like, and she's like, unbeknown to her, her video camera was on and the call was being recorded to the server at ESPN's headquarters in Bristol, Connecticut. It's not clear why the camera was on, but most people at ESPN believe that Nichols using new technology during a pandemic did not. Listen, listen, there are many people that we don't know about who have been taken down by these technologies, whether it's people who are in the bathroom taking a piss during a meeting, whether it's uh, Jeffrey Tubin. Y'all can go ahead and Mm. him if you don't know what I'm making reference to. I mean, Mm. yeah. Yeah, not your friend, yo. Listen, th- you better you better call that IT rep, yo, man. How does this work exactly? Yeah, no, 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 this- I need you to walk me through the whole thing. Let's do it. Again. How it happened, bro? <laughs> At least one of these people watched the video on the server, recorded it on a cell phone, and shared it with others. Soon, more copies of the conversation were spreading around ESPN. Within hours, it reached ESPN execs, and because of the comments from Mendelssohn, and this is why. This is what got me more than her. 
He's a prominent political and communication strategist who's worked for the giant private equity firm TPG. All right, he was a communications director and deputy chief of staff for Arnold Schwarzenegger, the governor of California. I'm a cop, you idiot. I'm Detective John Kimball. Bro, <laughs> like, he was, yeah, let's see. He's also a co founder of James's Voting Rights Group, more than a vote, all right, which focuses on encouraging access for black voters during the 2020 election. In the recording of the video obtained by New York Times, oof, Nichols and Ben Men- and Mendelssohn paused for a moment during the conversation. Yada, yada, yada. ESPN's next move. What to say? Uh, let's see. What During the conversation after Nichols said she planned to wait for ESPN's next move. So Nichols is like, I'm going to wait to see what they do. Mendelssohn, who is white, then said, I don't know. I'm exhausted. Between Me Too and Black Lives Matter, I got nothing left. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Nichols then laughed. Mendelssohn throughout the conversation strategized with Nichols about how she should respond to ESPN. He goes, be careful because the place is a snake pit. They considered a move described as baller but hard to pull off. Telling Pitaro and others, and Pitaro I guess is like a network exec at ESPN or something, uh, and others that having two women competing over the same job was a sign of ESPN's wider shortcomings with female employees. Facts. This is this this what it comes down to, yo. Y'all out here got these people fighting over jobs like it's the last piece of meat. Later, Nichols and Mendelssohn went on to discuss the culture at ESPN headquarters. Those same people who are like generally white conservative male Trump voters is part of the reason I've had a hard time at ESPN, Nichols said during the conversation. I basically finally just outworked everyone for so long that they had to recognize it. I don't want to then be a victim of them trying to play catch up for some damage that affected me in the first place. You know what I mean. So I'm just trying to be nice. <laughs> yeah, that, wow. look, I, I, I feel sorry for Rachel Nichols. I don't have any beef with what she said. Um, she's going into it with the wrong mindset. You know what I mean? But yo, she got caught with her pants down, bro. You should, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have, you shouldn't know how your equipment works, fam. Turn the computer off. Close it. Close it. Turn the computer off. Bro, so my man goes on in a statement. Mendelssohn said, I will share what I believe then and still believe to be true. I love how this guy, this guy's slick. That's why he's, uh, you know, the president of communications and all the stuff that he did. Maria deserved and earned the position and Rachel must respect it. Oh, Maria deserved it because of her work and ESPN recognized that like many people and companies in America, they must intentionally change. Just because Maria got the job does not mean Rachel shouldn't get paid what she deserves. Rachel and Maria should not be forced into a zero-sum game by ESPN. And right. Rachel needed to call them out. He declined to answer follow-up questions about their conversation. My man, like a pimp. I'm not going to talk about that. That's not what I'm here to do. I said what I had to say. Like a pimp, bro. Bro, yo, yo, you know what? Adam Mendel said you got an honorable get it how you live for, for that for that for that uh for that for that comeback statement, yeah. Bro, it's just you know, it's just it, it, the thing is we see, you know, the shadiness, the curtains pulled back. We see it. And still nothing will get done about this. Ever. What do you and, think should get done? What do you think should get done? On any level. What do you think should get done? I don't know. They should just be like, yo, fire everybody at the top. But who who's going to fire everybody at the top? Everybody exactly. at the top of the job givers. Exactly. 
I don't know. You know, it's just wild to me. This whole situation is just wild. You know, and then just to put, to put, you know, to pit two females against each other for this already is. What <laughs> I love that scene. I always talk about it every every now and then on the podcast. The Joker in a in in a in a what was it? Batman. Um, was it Dark Knight? Dark Knight or whatever, yeah. Yeah. He breaks the the pool cue and then half. So like, yeah. the three guys. So yeah, we got one spot left. <laughs> Whoever comes outside. <laughs> yep. But that's okay. it. That's how these corporations got us. And Rachel Nichols knew. Rachel Nichols knows. She's like, yo, Rachel Nichols knows that she's being, I won't say that she's being pushed out the door, but she knows that she was being swept away. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's like, oh, these, motherfuckers, oh, these motherfuckers are trying to play me. For her? For this bitch? For this new bitch? Nah, this ain't going to happen. You know how it is, man. Because, you know, you be in your office or you whatever. You're like, yo, these motherfuckers are trying to play me. For this motherfucker? Nah, man. This ain't going to happen. This is exactly what happened with Rachel. But she played herself <laughs> because the mic was on. The mic was on. And... And what's worse is that she was talking with Mendelssohn, who clearly ain't got her back. Nope. Mendelssohn's like, oh, word? The mic was on? Listen, man, Rachel needs to respect the fact that um, Maria is an up-and-coming uh, mm. broadcaster, and mm. ESPN needs to stop trying to pit them against one another. That's uh, all I have to... What? What? No, I ain't answering that shit. Sir, sir, we have more questions, sir. Hold on, sir. When you laughed at the Me Too movement and Black Lives Matter, it's sir, it's, uh... it's it's ten thirty three. It should have ended at ten thirty. So I'm out. No, Thank sir. You. Wait, sir, sir. I said I said all I had to say. Sir, Thank you very much, sir, sir. Do you think the Black Lives Matter movement is a joke, sir, 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 sir? <laughs> I gotta go. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not doing this with you. <laughs> Speeds off. <laughs> and then he's out. He's gone. He's gone. Like no, sir. Wait, wait, sir. Wait, wait, wait a second. No, sir. <laughs> Oh, bro. The worst yeah. part, though, in all of this is that ESPN got the bread. Yeah. ESPN has the bread. Um, clearly, they are by far, unless Fox Sports is creeping up, like number one in the world as far as, like at least in America. And if you're number one in America, it usually means that you're way up there in the world. Bro, they got the Euro final. They got the NBA finals. They got UFC. They got... Wimbledon, they got NFL, they got baseball. They just signed a hockey deal with the NHL. Is right? it? So they're yeah. making the money. They're gonna have all all kinds of ad revenues, right? It's just wild. It's just wild. It's just, but you know, I just hope people see this. This, you know, the 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 corporate world is. You know, you know what boggles my mind though. I don't even know how to. Uh, it, it is. It's, you it's know what boggles my mind though. So Rachel Nichols does all this shit, right? And all Paul Pierce did was post a video on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my man was, is he was gone on that video, bro. All he did was post a video on Instagram, and my man is gone. Yeah. At a. At a. At a at a party house in a poker house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, at least he knew the camera was Some on. Ladies, <laughs> he knew the camera was on. He wasn't using work equipment. Oh man. Um. 
I didn't want to take that much time on Rachel Nichols because I know we got to take a break quick, but I do want to wanted to bring this up because I wanted this to be kind of the main uh, point of uh, of the show. And um, I guess more so, I guess the question would be like, are are, are we like going to get back to normal? Are we ever going to get back to any kind of normal? Or, or I guess maybe more so like reasons why we're not going to get back to normal. Well, what, 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 what do we, you know, this is a great question. What do we define as normal? Because I could tell you right now, vaccinated or not, you see, I mean, you saw me the last time we hung out for my birthday. I have my mask in the pocket, bro. Yeah, yeah, we all did. I'm like, oh, we we going we going in a crowded space? Okay, cool. Let me put this mask on. Ain't, ain't no Delta variant going to catch me. It's just, I guess maybe more sense, you know, in the terms of normal, like I guess, uh, you know, all these jobs, are they going to get filled? Um, are people going to go back to sporting events like they used to? Um, you know, I it's the 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 big thing I saw. I saw an example that they use, uh, like Cleveland Indians baseball game back in 2019, 29,000 fans average. Uh, now, after the pandemic, you know, quote unquote, um, 2021, like down to 19,000. It's a 10,000 drop. And I think, you know, people. I think a lot of these factors are, are factors that people aren't really talking about. Like number one, you know, over six hundred thousand people f- fucking died in this country. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a lot of people. Yeah, you know, so that is a lot. Of, that is a lot. That's you know, I, I I'd say you could check that as like a significant reason why a lot of these jobs aren't filled. A lot, you know, attendance levels at some of these places aren't what they're what people thought they were going to be when the summer opened back up. Um, you know, another thing that you want to check, like, yo, people can't afford to go out right now. Nah, a a lot of people can't afford to do the same things that they were doing two years ago. Nah, you know, they got laid off. Maybe they had to take on another job that doesn't pay as much. They had to cut back on their expenses. They had to rearrange their budget. Yeah. If they if they even have the luxury of doing that. Yeah. And and another thing is yo, you got you and and it has to do with what you just said if they have the luxury of doing that, but it's also your um your values kind of rearrange, yo, is it is it that big of a deal for me to go to this game? Mm. Do I really do I really need to go to this game right now? That's mm. that's a big cause because what's big now is people want to hang out with their peoples. They want to hang out with their families. And so and 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 let's talk about the things that, that we're not talking about. I and I'm no epidemiologist, I'm no researcher, so I don't know exactly what's going through the minds of people specifically or individually rather, but I can tell you that you think about it, if if you're a, a sound individual, which I like to think most people are, you think about it in terms of, yo, I go to this game, I go to this event, I go out. Now I run the risk of doing this, I run the risk of having this, and maybe I'll be asymptomatic, so I'm going to be all right. But you know, I got so-and-so that I'm going to be chilling with in two weeks because we're going to see my family. We're going to see my wife's family. We're going to see my brother. We're going to see, you know, and so people have are now thinking about that as well. 
is yeah. is it worth it? Not not only that, I, I think this is another. I mean that, especially that. I think that's definitely actually that's probably a huge thing. I I actually ask myself a lot of the times, like, do I, all right, do I really need to go out or, or do any of this or do anything or no? You know, just like, I don't, do I need to take the added risk? Um, I think a lot of. I think one more reason I wanted to throw in there as well. Um, and before we go on break, I'll I'll leave us with this, and then we can come back and kind of finish up on this. Um, you know, people might also be a little embarrassed to go out right now. Um, yo, like people got fat. Let's be, I'll be straight up. Like be straight, you know, people, people were at home. You want, you want to talk about the freshman 15? We'll talk about that COVID 15. You know what I mean? Like whatever it was, I, Hey, I'll, I'll, it's for real. Some people, some people either took this, you know, one way or the other, got really fit, got back on track and got in shape. I feel like I, I'm in between that. Um, and then some people just like kind of let themselves go, which was, hey, you were at home. You, it, it's 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 not it's not your fault. <laughs> but I I think maybe you know they don't have clothes to fit in. You know, <laughs> maybe they don't maybe maybe that's the thing. You know, I, I really think that's a big thing. So I'll 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 leave us with that thought. <laughs> While you guys, I'll I'll let you guys simmer on that. We'll come back and we'll finish up this topic because I do kind of want to get to uh, maybe if we. If we can, like, like reasons that might help us get back to normal, um, like maybe, you know, I, I, I hate to say say like this, but I guess what, like mandatory vaccinations to return to work? In these United States, I don't know. I know, right? But uh, I don't know. That's 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 the Supreme Court. That's the U.S. Supreme Court case waiting there. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And it, and it, and whoever's and whoever's fighting. Mandatory vaccines is going to win. Mm-hmm. They're going to win. Mm. I don't know. All right. I got a stat for you guys when we come back on that. Uh, don't be embarrassed to go out if you got too fat, by the way. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, start working Maybe out buy bigger else. shirts. What's that? I said maybe buy bigger shirts. Yeah, just buy a bigger shirt. It'll be all right. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> no, man. That's it. That's it, dude. You right. Yeah. Like, I don't know, you know? But we'll see what's up. We'll go on break. <laughs> we'll be back. Start talking about how everyone got fat. And then uh, we'll COVID-19. move it on. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. What? Um, I gotta ask you something. Ask. What are you drinking? I made a mistake, man. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I made a mistake, man. I, uh, <laughs> I, you know... Oh man, the stupid brother, little glass. Man, Yo, shout, shout out to Amber Ruffin, as always. You know, she has no idea who we are. Probably will <laughs> probably never know who we are. Shout out to, to Tarek Davis, though, because Tarek uh is her co-host. Yeah. 
and he actually he'll respond to like my IG uh like uh comments and, and stuff or whatever. So I'm like, oh all right, he's such a nice guy. Um very funny. I feel like he uh he he would he like that that's me when I see him on TV. Oh wow. You know? What's yeah, his name? Tarek? Yeah, Tarek. T A R I K. Tarek Davis. He's he's the co host on the uh on the Amber Ruffin. Really? He goes by Tarek? Tarek, yeah. That's, that's why that's... I thought it was Tariq. Yeah, that's the white way to say it, but okay. But oh, I don't hey, I don't know name. No, I mean, no, that's his name. I can't be mad at that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, somebody, yo, what's your name? Tarek. All right, Tarek. Tarek David. You know, it's, you know, it's Tariq, but all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Tarek, fam. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what you all go by, T. Mm. T, T, Tariq. Mm. But yeah, I, uh, uh, I, uh, a tiny little guy. It's a tiny glass. It's Amber Ruffin glass. It's very small. Uh huh. So it's easy to just kind of like just pull, pour straight, you know, fill it straight full of liquor, and then you forget to just put a dash of like, you know, whatever you're mixing in. Point is, I'm probably drinking probably like a good eighty five percent Western Suns right now. <laughs> that is a mistake. <laughs> I would say a small fifteen percent of ginger ale because I uh, ran out of ginger beer. That so is, I gotta, I gotta hit up the grocery store tomorrow. Yeah, boy. Oh, yeah. that's right. You were making your grocery list. Yeah, when, uh, I hate, you spoke I hate making. I hate making grocery lists, man. Really? Uh it's just you know, just you got to sit there and really decide. Like, do I really need this or do I not need this? That's First the kind of, of all, how do you list. make your list? Do you write it down? Yeah, I write it down. Okay, you know yeah, some people have like an automatic, like uh, some people have it on the on their phones. No, I'm 85 years old. I still write things down on pieces of paper mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with my ballpoint pen, and mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I'm that guy walking around the grocery store with his uh list in his hand, looking like he's lost, like a lost tree child. killer. Yeah, you know, that's me. Mm -hmm. Um, yo, I want to ask you something. I forgot to ask you this. Did you hear your you get a chance to listen to your birthday shout outs, man? Yo, I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah, man, I did. That was heartwarming, yo. <laughs> What's that? That was, that was heartwarming, yo. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? That was heartwarming. Right. Two definitely stuck out. You know what I'm saying? It really touched me. But um, yeah, man, that was heartwarming. Holla. Like, I really, I really appreciated that, man. Shout out to you, man. I appreciate you for uh for rounding uh some people who were near and dear to me and having them do this. And uh, shout out to everybody who uh who went ahead and, and did that. Yeah, no, shout out to them, man. Shout out to them. Shout out to you for your for your birthday two weeks ago, bro. Come on. Yeah, Come yeah, on, yeah. No, that was that was cool, man. That was Come cool. On, son. Um, so yeah, so we left off with uh people being uh too embarrassed to go out because they got fat during COVID. Yeah, because they got fat, which you know, that's fuck that, bro. Like I gained some weight during the pandemic. Pfft, you should have seen me at the beach, baby. The beach dwell. I ain't give a damn. I ain't give a damn, bro. You know what I'm saying? And what I like to do is I like to get there with the shirt on. You know what I mean? Because, you know, there's like this stereotype of like fat dudes always going in the water with their shirt on. Nah, man. I show up with the shirt on. When it's time to get in the water, shit. Like I told yeah. you, man, you're going to get all this blackness. Whoop, take that shit off, baby. <laughs> Take that shit off and go to the water. You know what I'm saying? Hey, gotta give the people what they want, which is my my little man Nas. 
he likes to mess around in the water. So, you know, I can't be out here. No, nah, man. Daddy don't. Nah, man. So I took that shit off. And whatever. Uh, what is it? No, Nobody shaming for me. Uh, yeah, nah, nah. Body empowerment. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, like, uh, you know, what what are some of the things that I, I think maybe society could do to, to maybe try to get back to uh to some sort of level of like um I mean you know I hate saying the word normal. It's so corny, it's so cliche, because uh it nothing's gonna be normal after after last year. That's just how it is. I feel like nothing will ever be normal again. This is a whole it's a whole that was a whole new world we entered. because um, nobody I know has ever been through anything like that. Nope. You know, so my mom, like I said before, I think I might have said this on a podcast last year, funny enough. Um, You know, speaking with my mom, still, she's like, she even said, you know, she's like, there's nothing I could have done to prepare you for this. Like, there's nothing anybody could have done to be prepared for for, uh, for this pandemic um, and for everything to, to go the way it did. So, you know, I don't, when we say go back to normal, I, I don't think... uh or when anybody says go back to normal, I don't think that th- there'll ever be any kind of like regular level of normalcy again. Um, I do, though, think that you know, like like the vaccination thing is is a must, people. I, you know, I I understand I understand the hesitancy at first. I do, but you know, like science, <laughs> right? Uh huh. And uh, I, why would you not want to do something that could? I mean, even now, you know, I guess that people can still get sick. You know, even after getting vaccinated with this Delta variant, whatever. But it, it still helps. Why wouldn't anybody want to take? the vaccine to get back to work. You know what I mean? Like if the job said, Hey, free vaccines, you get back to work. Let's do it right now. Uh, so full disclosure, I am vaccinated as of, uh, March. It was early March. I forgot which day exactly. I mean, it was a Friday. I don't have much. I want to say March 9th. Yeah. It was a was March 9th a Friday? That's a vaccination horn right there. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, shout out to you, man. You're giving me all the love. So it was either the 5th or the 12th. More than likely it was the 5th. I'm going to go with the 5th, bro. First week of March, first Friday, I was vaccinated. Um, so, and, you know, I got the one hit or quitter. So want no, like, second appointment, none of that. Whatever. The point is it's done, right? Um, with that said, um, yo, I'm at a point now where it's kind of like, I, I see it and, and maybe I shouldn't, but I see it the same as like smoking cigarettes, right? Like there is so much out there for people to know, like, Hey man, cigarettes are bad for you. Like to the point where they have these commercials where, like, some motherfucker with, like, only one lung, somebody with, like, a hole in their throat. Somebody, somebody with, like, half a face. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of that. Like, Missing. all this information is out there. It's it's 2021. If you are under the age 
of 70 and you still smoke cigarettes, I don't feel bad for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to come up on you and be like, yo, you know, cigarettes do this and cigarettes do that. Nah, man, you, at this point, you willing to take that gamble. You feel me? And that's how I feel about the vaccine. Yo, I'm not going to tell you, dude, you need to be vaccinated. You know that it's, <laughs> you know that it is for the good of number one, yourself and those around you, but just like everyone else, like, wait, what do you call it? It's for the greater good for you to be vaccinated. It's not just good for you. It's actually advantageous to everybody else. If you decide not to do it, fam, I mean, it is what it is. Your job is like, yo, it is mandatory for you to be vaccinated in order for you to return. If you don't want to do it, I ain't mad at you. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that job. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Get you, a, get you somewhere where you ain't got. But you run the risk. And you know, it's possible that said risk will never get to that point for you. And if that's the case, blessings go with God. What about not necessarily, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, not necessarily like mandated vaccines, but how about just showing proof of vaccination at work. I think that's cool. Personally, I ain't got no beef with proof of showing proof of vaccination. I got my shit on tap based on the whip. Yeah, same here. Like I'm ready to go wherever I'm at. Right here. Right here. Yeah. I'll flip it up real quick. Boop, boop. Like proof of vaccination to get to work. So they did this Gallup poll uh back in April, uh from 19th through the 25th. Uh 45% favor proof of vaccination at work of among employed Americans. 55% opposed it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I honestly, I, I almost think that's, that's kind of like, I, I would like to know if someone was not vaccinated, like, like if they weren't vaccinated or vaccinated, if I was working with them at, at an office or at my job. So they were. You know, I, I think it comes down to more than just, like them, because it can affect everybody else. Right, 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 Especially right. if you're in an enclosed place, you know, just with like maybe 10, 12 people, something like that. You know, what what happens when half of them aren't vaccinated? Right, 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 right. Half of them aren't vaccinated. You know what I mean? I, I can understand that. Personally, you, like I said, man, I got my mask in the pocket, B. If I don't feel safe, that's number one. Number two, um, I indiscriminately put the mask on. I assume I automatically assume the worst. Like I'm thinking, okay, these 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 fools. These I guess, fools. but should you? But sh should you have to be inconvenienced because they're fools at your place of employment? I don't feel inconvenienced at all. I'll put that mask on, fam. I will put that mask on. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? That's... I mean, just generally, because, you know, and not inconvenience per se, you know, like, like to us on another level, on a different level, it is not an inconvenient thing to do. I understand 100% what you mean when you say that. What I mean, just, you know, on the casual, I guess, level, if that makes sense, you know, you've got, for example, all these people unvaccinated at work, just decide, you know, they're walking around without their mask, they don't care. You know, you're the one that's vaccinated, but, you know, because you want to be safe, you still have to walk around with the mask. You get what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. not a big deal to you, but, uh, you know, at the end of it all, it's just like, man, come on. Well, I got to be the only one wearing this shit. Nobody else here decided to get vaccinated. Really? This is what's coming down to? Like, is, is, this, is that what it is? Like, I don't, 
why do why does the responsibility solely have to fall on just you or said person? You know what I mean? Why can't other people be as responsible to get the vaccine? Why why can't they be? You know why are they afraid to show that they got proof of it or not? I don't know. Um, I don't know, but I, I I guess I guess that I blindly I blindly um, respect people's rights of privacy when it comes yeah. to something like that. Because you could be vaccinated, but you still don't want to show proof that you are vaccinated. Okay. Right? Because that's your business. Yeah, I guess. I But that doesn't make any sense to me. I get it. I mean, I get it, but it doesn't. Like, yo, when it comes to, you know, that, I I, I just think in context, it's not, what's the big deal? Well, it's no big deal to you. There's something that they say... Um, that I hear a lot, that I heard a lot, rather, especially when I was an undergrad, and it was that everything is relative, and that's what it is. Everything is relative, yo. It's, it's not to me and you. It's like, yo, what's the big deal? But to somebody else, it could be a big fucking deal, right? Like, Some- I could, I could see why you know they don't want the why they don't want to say they're they're vaxxed or not because they have not been vaccinated. You know that makes sense. But if it's like, uh, hey, show us your vax card, you get a million dollars, you can tell me someone's going to be like, nah, I don't want to show my vax card. Yeah. Shit. I'll take their mill. I'll take yeah, their mill. It's like, what? I'll show you my vax card twice. It's like, why does it matter? Right? And and then and then you'll have the whole conversation about that with somebody. It is what it is. Um, at the end of the day, should do I think people should get the vaccine? Yes. You have a lot of people who are like, well, you know, there's the we don't know what's in the vaccine. Actually, yes, you can find out what's in the vaccine. I don't agree with some of these ingredients. I don't know how they're gonna affect me. Man, there's been research done. Results of said research is on is online. You can find that out. I mean, there's there is so much. If you trust. If you trust your medical provider, have those conversations with your medical provider. And they'll keep it real with you. My G. You, need you better to- hope you better hope you got the right medical provider because we got some stories out here. That's I true. Mean, you know? <laughs> That's I true. Don't know. I don't know. I don't I just don't know anymore about about people. That's the thing. That's why. That's why I don't I don't think we'll ever get back to any kind of normalcy again. Word. And that's okay. That's okay. Uh, a lot of a lot of things, a lot of things about normal were fucked up anyways to begin with. So I could I could live with that. You know, like I, it's just it's just I, I I don't know. I, I just don't see why anybody wouldn't want to. Like, yo, you got the Vax card. This is it. All right, get it over with. Let's do this. You know, whatever. Come up with all the excuses you want, people. Like, don't at, don't. What, what does everybody say? Don't at me? Is that what it is anymore, right? Well, they've been saying that for a while, right? Don't at me. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Something. I don't know. Yeah, don't at me. Like, don't, 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 don't. What is it? In Spanish, what, what do I say? I've been telling my mom, I'm, I'm an idiot, man. I'm just saying, like, no me, no, no, no me, no me venga con ese cuento. No me tira ese cuento. Like, it's just like, don't give me that, uh, 
you know, Cuento, I guess translated directly would be like that 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 tale, that story, that fable or whatever, you know, but you know, don't come here with that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> For the most part. And it's like, yo, you, you don't want to back yourself? Psst, yo, I don't even want to hear I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear your excuse. There's no there's no excuse. I can't understand I, I can't see why. Anyways, and, and that's and I'm and that's I'm just saying everybody wants to try to get back to whatever the word normal is, right? I think that would be the one of the first steps to take, but uh, I digress. Uh, I mean, you see you see the the Biden administration fell short of the amount of people they were trying to have vaccinated by the 4th of July, and it was yeah. a great goal to have. It was it wasn't even like a lofty goal. It wasn't even like they overshot what they wanted to do. It's just not that many people at that point. Or about they, they, they didn't they didn't lose they didn't miss it by that much. I think it was only like two or three percent. You know what I mean? I think what did he say? He wanted seventy five or seventy seven percent. I think we're I think we're we're at what like sixty five, maybe sixty seven. Nah, we're like at seventy two or something like that. Seventy two of the whole population. I think it's seventy two of adult population. Uh, I forgot then, but I I just know that you know it was only like three percent off or whatever. Which granted, don't get me wrong. In the in, in the in the big in the grand scheme of things, three percent out of the U.S. population is a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, it still is. It still is a lot of people, but yeah, hey, you know, it's. I mean, golly, people. If you know what, I mean, tell me. I like, yo, I want to hear. Actually, you know what, I do want to hear El Cuento. You know, like, I want to hear your story. I want to hear why you don't want to get vaccinated. If you're one of these people listening to this program, by all means, shoot me a message. Shoot Ross a message. Shoot us a message on our Facebook page. You know, get it how you live with a you. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know. I, I mean, I, I, I can't I can't imagine why you wouldn't want to get one at this point. But that's just me. I mean, it's I, it's awesome being able to go to places like and not have to wear a mask because I'm vaccinated. Like, even you know, I, I mean, you should still wear one if you feel like you want to wear one, which I understand. But for the most part. I'm 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 back to almost just regular ass, you know. I have mine just in case I need it to go to to wear if I have to go in somewhere. But yeah, if I don't need it because I'm I'm vaccinated, like yo, I'm good. I get it. I've got more of a chance than uh, someone who's not vaccinated at not catching it. So I don't know, whatever. Um, Speaking of more chances, looks like Nicole Hannah-Jones got more chances. We spoke about her last week or the week before. Well, yeah, last week, right? Yeah. So, Ross, hit, remind everybody who she is again real quick. And, and so, <clears throat> um, she was offered a position at UNC. And let me give you the full name of the position. Like a tenured position. So, so anybody who has that job automatically gets tenure. And when what happens is they offer her the job, they go ahead and they um they have the uh, it's the night chair in race and investigative journalism. Boom. So 
the idea was that she she joined UNC. She joined UNC in April, right? And they were like, look, in July, she's going to be the uh, night chair in race and investigative journalism. And so as the whole process is that anybody who has that position, so people who've had that position before her were offered the position were, and were automatically offered tenure, right? And so tenure is when they, is basically you have the position and you're free to say and do whatever you want, as long as it is within the confines of the law, criminal law at that. Which, which means they can't really fire you for nothing. They can't fire you for over some bullshit. Yeah, you there. So she got the unanimous vote from the UNC faculty to get the job, to get the tenure, rather. She already was offered the job to get tenure. But then um, University Board of Trustees made a decision to not follow with the uh, tenure announcement. And so they kind of like, they, they, they went against what the tenure committee recommended, which was basically to approve her application for tenure. And, and it's something like at every college and university, that process where the board of trustees votes over the tenure, tenured faculty, that's more of a, uh, What's a what's a good word that I'm looking for? That that that's more of a ceremonial thing. It's kind of like yeah, we got the board of trustees involved, but it's just for for face. Feel me? Because usually, what do the trustees know about one's faculty about the faculty or what your your credentials would be for something? They they're not in the classroom. They're trustees. They're not even edu in education. They're political appointees. Whatever. So. Um, the board of trustees, uh, some people on the board of trustees had some issues with her because they expressed, um, some disagreements with her 1619 project and they were questioning, some people were questioning her credentials. So the university with its hand tied then announced that they would instead offer her like a five year contract, which, you know, that. It's kind of like a good thing on their part as far as the university goes. And they offered her a five-year contract, which at first it seemed like she had accepted. But then eventually she was like, nah, I really want the tenure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they tried to give her like that five-year deal with the option at the end, but it wasn't the option for her. They had the option. Right, right. And so, <laughs> like team um, option, not player option. No, nah, nah, exactly. Team option at the end. <laughs> exactly. So, so they, so they had a vote again on, on, I think the vote was on June 30th. And that's of course, after all the hoopla, right? Like people have left UNC, like faculty members have decided to no longer work for UNC. People who were going to come and teach at UNC. And I say UNC, I mean UNC Chapel Hill. I have to point that out. People who were set to come work for UNC Chapel Hill because of this have decided not to go teach there. You've had students who were protesting on campus on a regular basis, some outside of the of the provost's office, like the administration's office for cowering, which they're not cowering, like the board of trustees actually do have that power. Um, and just the campus was just, you know, an uproar over this. So eventually on the 30th of June, um, Board of Trustees, 
held a vote, they had a little closed session, and they decided that they would offer her the tenure position. Now, mind you, everyone who's been offered that position before her automatically got the tenure. She was the first one not to get it. It just so happens that she's the first black woman, or the first black person, period, to do so. So finally, they decided they'll offer her the position with tenure. And um, by the time they went back to her, she refused. And she was like, you know what? Y'all go ahead and hold that. Keep that position. I'm going to take my talents to uh, Howard University. <laughs> Good for her. And, and so, boom, that happened. And then the homie Tanaisi Coach was like, Word? Yo, you going to Howard? Sis, I'm going to come and join you at Howard. So he's going to teach there as the Sterling Brown chair in the English department. And that's as a result of, of old girl, our sister, Nicole Hannah Jones, teaching at now being at Howard. You know, what's funny and not so funny is that um, that's her alma mater, bro. Nice. She got that's her Saba's alma mater too, huh? She holler, got she Chris say that holler. again. I said that's Saba's alma mater. Holler, Chris no, 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 no. Maybe no, 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 no. You didn't get that part. No, no, wait, no, no, no. Wait, my bad, my bad. She went to University of Notre Dame oh. for her bachelor's degree, and then she went to University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill for oh. her master's. My bad. I thought you were talking about Howard. No, I'm saying you know what? Still I'm shout saying out to Saba though, but I feel yeah, yeah. Still shout out to Saba, but no. What I'm saying is, yeah, dude, that was her alma mater. She got screwed <laughs> by her alma mater, bro. Mm. Mm. Oh man, I uh, I mean, I don't even know what to say about it. Obviously, it's all because of the critical race theory part of it all. Right. And it's right. Well, 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 I'll tell you what I what I have to say about it. Fuck it. Um, yo, good, yeah, for, go for, it. good for her. And the reason why I say good for her is because she says something. Um, she she interviewed with Gail King, and in her interview with Gail King, she said, uh, towards the end of the interview, she was like, I was I just she asked her, she was like, So why'd you end up just turning it down. She was like, I was tired of trying to fit in, in an establishment or basically I was tired of trying to fit in an institution and trying to fit in, in a system that wasn't designed for me to thrive. Like she's over here trying to prove her validation. Mm -hmm. you know, she's trying to prove like, hey, this is why I'm valuable. Yo, she already won Pulitzer's. You know what I'm saying? She's she's a she's a MacArthur G Grant genius. Mm. Yo, UNC, it was a big deal that she was going to UNC because she was bringing $20 million with her because the Knight Foundation put some money together. The MacArthur Foundation put some money together. The Ford Foundation put some money together. And then some other people put money together. So she had like, she has $20 million to, in, to establish to establish the that program, the night chair in race and journalism. Like she she's the, like that's her coming through to like put it and together. I, and, and I love how, and I love what it was for. Journalism. Yeah. And then and then <laughs> and what did we talk about? What did we talk about in the first segment of this of the show? 
Oh, we're talking about Rachel Nichols <laughs> and ESPN hey. and the sports journalism and media and, and the lack of diversity and the lack of 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 just knowledge of how to even use the the, the diversity when you have it. You know what? Yeah. I'm and how? What would be beneficial to that? A program just like that. Yeah, and 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 this this <laughs> this school, this institution is over here talking about some yo we um. Those, those, and and it's not the institution. I want to take that back. Um, okay. It's these the board of trustees. It's these mm-hmm. trustees, and it's not even all of them. You know what I'm saying? It's at least four of them. But I think that it's a total of um, thirteen. I think it's a total of thirteen trustees. Mm. So at least four of them. They're like talk about some oh, questioning her credentials. Get the fuck out of here with that whack ass bullshit, man. Mm. We're, we're we're really gonna do that. Mm. Really gonna do that. We know we know that she got a Pulitzer Prize in 2020. We know that she got a MacArthur Fellowship in 2017. We know that she actually graduated from UNC. That's where she got her. That's where she got her master's. We know that, and we're gonna question. We're gonna question her credentials. How long has she been working for the New York Times? She's been working for the New York Times for like. Since like 2014, I want to say, could be wrong. You know, so it could have been 2015, could have been 2016. But my point is, um, yo, if you need information about her, look it up. So, so I think that was more of a they were trying to do a little gut check. You feel me? Like, yeah, yeah, you could come through, but here's how you're gonna have to play the game. You know what I'm saying? That 1619 shit ain't gonna run here. That 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 word that they like to throw out, that that term, right? That critical race theory shit is not gonna run here. All right, that's cool. I'll go somewhere else then, right? I'll go somewhere else. I'll go where I am celebrated as opposed to going somewhere where I'm gonna be tolerated. 20 2014, it looks like. Oh, when she started working at the New York Times? Yeah. Yeah, man, come on. So, yeah. so that's why to me, to me, to me, it's a big deal. I mean, most people are gonna be like, "Yo, it's great. She's going to, you know, she's 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 going to Howard. She's putting Howard. Howard don't need her, and she doesn't need Howard. But I'm happy that that move was made. It was just kind of like, yo, putting motherfuckers on notice. Like, yo, we we, she has options." And that should go for anybody, really. Anybody who's who's in this corporate world, anybody who's just in this working world. Yo, man, you got options. You might not think you do. You might not know that you do, but you got options. Yeah, sometimes they're not the best options. Though. No, sometimes they're not the best options, but you got, you're in a situation, more than likely you're in a situation where you, can, where you can find something better than what you got. You really think so? More than likely? More than likely, bro. Mm. More okay. than likely, more than likely in 2021, yes. All right, yes, I'll buy that. Yes, it's, 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 it's about having these conversations and 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 not being afraid to walk away from certain things because that's literally what happened with her. She wasn't afraid to walk away. A lot of times, a lot of times, you might be you might be in a situation where you feel boxed in or where you feel like you have to be there. She didn't feel like she had to. She she was able to just like 
let her hair down and be like, fuck it, yo, I'm going to go ahead and take a leap and just go out there. Yeah. I'm sure other institutes, other not, every, not everybody's a MacArthur Grant, you know. Like right, that. but that's but that's the thing. Genius I'm glad person. you said that, yo. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. We don't have to be exceptional to understand that we're valuable. And that's mm. and that's something and that's something that that we do often that 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 devalues us that puts us down in our own eyes because you don't have to be a MacArthur Grant fellow for you to feel like you could do shit. You don't have to be exceptional. No. To feel like you're valuable? No. You is don't. That what it is? Yes. Yes. Hmm. I'm writing that one down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and write that down. Go ahead and write that down. The fact that you are is what makes you valuable. You are a human being. Right? Mm. When, when, when people talk about what happened in Tulsa, what happened in Greenwood, uh, a lot of times they'll say, oh, well, you know, Black Wall Street. Nah, fuck that. It's not the fact that it was the Black Wall Street. It's the fact that these were human beings. That's what that's what's, that's what is, is the problem here. Right? We were talking about, um, what was his name? Uh... Nasario, I know his last name was Nasario. I forgot his first name. The guy who got pulled over in Virginia, and we're like, "Well, yo, this guy's in in military uniform." And mm. so, does that does that mean that if he didn't have a military uniform or if he didn't have his fatigues on, does that mean that it would have been okay for him to be maced? No, it doesn't. He's a human being. He still has value, and so yeah, that's that's why I say what I say. Mm. I like it. What doesn't have value to me is uh, apparently QAnon's new plan to run for the school board. Yeah, that's so genius. And, uh, you know, I hate to be that person that says, uh, I told you so, but this kind of goes back to what I was saying about how important the school board is and how important it is to attend these school board meetings because this is where you get these cracky, you know, crackpot politicians trying to blossom and start their career off with the school board. Yeah. And this is the perfect example of that right here because in our very own backyard. <laughs> Yo, um, um, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, you say in our very own backyard. Let's 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 not forget who else hails from the great county of Seminole. Mr. Joel Greenberg, ladies and gentlemen. Carry bang, on. Bang. Carry, carry on. Carry yeah. on, Saul. Do tell. Do tell, brother. Do tell. Do tell. Listen, about, uh, you know. So apparently these clowns have a new plan. Uh they're trying to infiltrate, you know, politics by starting with the school board. Um We've got a gentleman by the name of Drake Wirtz. Drizzy. And I use that term loosely. <laughs> <What's> the, <laughs> went to the school board meeting in Seminole County here in Florida uh, in late June uh, with the same kind of familiar message and tone that people apparently who heard him speak at other previous meetings, uh, you know, he, he still kept. Like, I guess he's got another previous meeting. And uh, his whole big thing is like uh, America's children are at risk of systemic abuse. Mm. And uh, the way to stop that is to run for the local office. Mm. The school board. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
according to Drake, they're being carried away through our education system, through the woke ideology that's infiltrated professional sports, uh, through the sexual grooming and pedophilia that's apparent in the entertainment industry. My man Words is 36. He's our age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said all this in the video, uh, the Seminole County School Board meeting posted by the district's YouTube account. Uh, he goes on to say, we need to run for precinct committees. We need to run for city council, run for school board, and primarily the rhinos, R-I-N-O's in this uh, room. Republicans uh, in name only. That's what rhinos Yes, are. yes. Republicans in name only. So apparently he's made these claims before uh, and he touches on the wide variety of fringe theories about sex trafficking. Okay. I, listen. Any normal human being knows like sex trafficking is very bad. That's, that's no, all right? We got to do everything to stop that. That's a given. We know this. Child sex trafficking is bad. All that is bad. Like we know we have to stop this. Why? Why why do they talk about this so much though? Because it's... you know what I mean? Like why why is this the, the, the thing that they're they're like you know dropping the anchor on on this one topic? It's... Like they know so much about child sex trafficking. It only makes someone like me think. And I feel like anybody else with a logical mind would be like, uh <laughs> logical mind. you know, like yo, why why do you know so much about this? The only reason you know so much about this is because maybe you're the one that's doing this. Like, who else would know so much about sex trafficking and child sex trafficking and pedophilia? Like, why, why do they know so much about this? To be fair, um, I'm 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 gonna have to <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back to what you said earlier when you said the word crackpot, and the reason why I'm saying that. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I don't know if you remember, but there was a time when there was a <laughs> QAnon theory floating around that children, maybe not children, but definitely sex slaves were being trafficked by a Swedish furniture company, was it? Oh, yo! And that when you and that when you ordered a specific model, you would get a specific slave to go with that model. That's number yeah, one. You got a kid in a cabinet. That's number one. <laughs> All right. Number two. Again, to be fair, these are the same people who at one point believed that there was a specific pizza parlor. In Washington, D.C. Yo, shout out to M. Shout out to Emily, who frequents that pizza place, by the way. Okay. So she must be a part of that, right? So, again, these people, these are the same people. That's point number two. Point number three. Again, these are the same people who believed that on, uh, was it January 20th, Donald Trump was going to Ride down Pennsylvania Avenue, or ride down to ride down the, the the U.S. Mall, and then arrest all the pedophiles in government, and then he was gonna be sworn in. Right. So, so how many I got right now? Three. Listen, I I it's got just, three theories. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's oh, three. Oh. <laughs> That's I can give you a fourth one. The same people who believe that Donald Trump 
was working undercover. Yeah, he was an undercover pedophilia agent. He was working <laughs> undercover, so he infiltrated the Hollywood leftist liberal pedophilia Holy. ring undercover so that he could tear it apart. Right? That's why there is there 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 are rumors or traces or proofs that he hung out with Jeffrey Epstein. Right? Because he was just he was just trying to infiltrate that. So 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 I just gave you four conspiracy theories from these people. So for you to say that these people must know the inner workings of sex trafficking, I'm sorry to say, is not true. These people are not well. Big difference. Oh, bro! Not only are they not well. This is listen to this. QAnon followers have largely ditched the toxic QAnon branding. Apparently, right? This is the thing. In part due to a post by Q last fall that read, "There is Q, there is Anons, there is no QAnon." According to Mike Rothschild, author of the "Storm Is Upon Us: How QAnon Became a Movement, Cult, and Conspiracy." So another post by Q in September implored followers to camouflage themselves online at a recent event held by some of QAnon stalwarts, including Flynn organizers sought to downplay the theory while still embracing its slogan. So they're like, just trying to switch it up on everybody. Like, Oh no, no, no. That's not like they're trying to Trojan horse everyone right now. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to throw not the condoms. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, that's Trojan man. My bad. That's Trojan man. My bad. My bad. But they're, they're literally trying to Trojan horse everybody. Like, ah, oh, no, 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 no. This ain't you. And then you know, inside the Trojan horse, it's like a bunch of fucking uh, idiots, uh, inbred morons, uh, sucking each other's toes or something. Whatever they do, I don't know. But uh, give me a fucking break. Like, th and this is the thing. And and, and like, you know. It comes back like accountability, right? I, I guess like we got to hold these people that we put in charge accountable. We also have to pay attention to this. Like these are the people. Like, it, <laughs> oh man, I don't even know where to, what to say or where to start. I've already started. I just don't know what to say other than like this is their plan now, right? This is what they're trying to do. Yeah, downplay, downplay their little theory, but still, you know, plant their QAnon seeds on everybody, beginning with the education system. Yeah, that's that's why it's important. That's listen to me. So, I always, I, you know, I always say the same things, bro. I always say the same things. We gotta teach these babies how to read. We gotta teach these babies how to read, and and I'm not talking about like oh. You know, this guy knows how to how to read this word. No, nah, man, we got to teach these babies how to read so that they can have critical thinking skills. Right. So that whenever the time comes and they're sitting or standing in a voting booth and they're reading a statute that's being proposed, they can understand it. Right. And it starts with you just yo, making sure that you teach these babies how to read. I'm going to tell you right now, I know, and I have known for a long time that, hey, whatever I want my child, my children to know, I'm not going to leave it up to public school system or whatever school you put them through 
from from August to May, from September to June. I'm not going to just leave it up to them. There's going to be some stuff that we as parents of these children have to do to make sure that these children know what they need to know. It is not advantageous. It is not advantageous to the powers that be and to a great majority of this pop, the U.S. population for your children to be well educated. And I'm not talking about well educated as in, yo, this dude got a PhD. No, not at all. I'm talking about well educated, meaning this motherfucker really understands. This motherfucker was taught to read by someone who understands the science of teaching somebody how to read. And so now I know that my child will understand shit. And, and there's research. There's research that shows that your children will lose interest in learning early on in life if they weren't taught properly how to read. And this shit makes sense. You know, you'll have your kids at home for the first four, three, four years of their lives, and you have a little genius. And then they get into the K through 12 system and then they lose interest. I'm not blaming the teachers, but I'm blaming the teachers, right? Well, what do you mean by that, Ross? What I mean by that is this. I'm not blaming the teachers. They get given the, a certain curriculum to teach and boom, that's what they do. They teach that curriculum. I'm blaming the teachers because it's not in, um, you know, X, teacher XYZ to make sure that my son is up to par. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, listen, I, all I'm saying is though, it doesn't, I, 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 I get what you're saying. I just don't think much of that matters all much when a kid is at an impressionable age and you've got QAnon people in the school board that ultimately get to decide what's being taught there. And it's going to be forced upon them regardless. Um, these people are, I guess, like, my whole point about this is, like, they're being really sneaky. Like, uh, you know, Rothschild says, like, if you identify as QAnon, people look at you like you're crazy. But if you passionately talk about how we need to be saving children and protecting them from trafficking, then you come off as a compassionate person who really cares about the welfare of children. Like, these people are learning their little tricks of how to, like, you know, try to get past the normal the average dumbass person that you know yeah, but 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 it but it but it could go the same the other way we should have more of our people running that's yeah, it we definitely should and so that's the counter to, to my it. next point you're absolutely right i mean it like the more i read about this the scarier it gets because you know like other little tactics that they're that they're you know that they're saying other little uh um you know, like like the little hidden language or whatever. I, 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 it, it's just too much because we're, you know, they, they've already almost got to step up on everybody else now. You know, how do they, no, hold on, hold on. How how do the people that I just described with these with these four <laughs> with these four things? When, when I about? when I mean a step up, I mean like they have they have the means to run for office, so they and can get in means? there. What, what means do they have that... I mean, a lot of them are just dumbass rich white people somehow. You know what I mean? Mm, no. No? No. The ones that are running for office, I feel like... Mm, no. I don't know. I I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just... 
it's just not a good look. And I agree with you. More of us need to be running for these 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 political offices, these openings or whatever, you know. But it's it's wild when it's just wild to see all this and read all this and and just uh, I don't know, you know. I mean, it, it's go, it, it's going even what where, where, where is this at? What I'm reading right now in Michigan, Grand Blank, Michigan demanded the resi- they demanded the resignation of a school board member, Amy French Facinello. After it was revealed, she showed persistent support for the conspiracy theory on her social media account. Uh, one post discovered by a student, a student discovered a post, Lucas Aro read, QAnon confirmed by Trump. The numerous other tweets include the QAnon motto. They have their little motto, what, where we go one, we go all, WWG1, WGA. Like, give me a fucking break. Like, I, you know, we can, we can, we can educate our kids at home all we want, but and that's uh, we should we should you know I, but I think at a certain age they're still impressionable there's still like a lot of peer pressure going on with their other you know friends like maybe they want to be cool so they, they're going to follow along with whatever it is that the QAnon teachers teaching mm, um, I'm, I'm going to call shenanigans on that mm. I don't know man girl crushes make you do some crazy things in, in middle school Mm. Hormones, right? But 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 to a point to to a point of what you are saying. Go against um, all you believe, boy. I'll never forget Cheyenne in sixth grade. <sighs> right, the Wrangler right. jeans. Right, but mm. I wanted to, I wanted to wear Wranglers so bad. <laughs> then that's great, man. That's great, but mm. but these thick, juicy thighs just couldn't fit in those Wranglers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to defer to you on that one. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. I, it's just. Oh man, it's just wild. This shit's wild to me. That's all. Like, I'm. That's I'm wild. more of a. When it comes to stuff like that, I guess I'm more of a secessionist. It's not gonna happen, which is why I'm saying, look, more and more. Like I support people keeping their kids at home. I support people. Um, I support you putting your kids in charter schools. I support all these other things. You know what I'm saying? Especially when we're in a situation where they're talking about like, oh, you know, they can't teach CRT, which nobody's teaching CRT. But that's, again, code speak, right? It's a dog whistle, kind of like woke culture, whatever that may mean. Really, it just means blackness. Really just means the ability or willingness to talk about race in a sensible matter, right? And so... Yeah, that my my real solution, which is not going to happen, but really it's like, okay, you don't want people to teach about these things. That's fine. Give us the resources, right? Separate but equal. Give us our resources and then we'll go open up our own schools. We'll go mm. open up our own schools. We'll be able to teach our children what we want to teach them. Not going to happen. So, okay, fine. You, parent, listen, there are resources. There's stuff, again, I've mentioned the Zen Ed Project. That's free. There's uh, reconstruction.us. You know what I mean? They have like little lesson plans. It's like $10 per. Not everybody's got $10. Zinet is free. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there are ways. Or or just talk to your elders. Talk to your elders. How, how I get I get what you're saying. All that, yes, it makes sense, and everybody should do that. But it just sucks that people have to go out of their way to do all that. But it's but it's the United States. I get it, people have had, but, but people that's have, what we're fighting against. 
people, people, that, people. That's the thing. It's the United States, so we shouldn't have to go out of our way. I shouldn't have to go to like, you know, uh, like I, I shouldn't have found out about the the Okoe massacre after high school. You get what I'm saying? I shouldn't have found out about the Tulsa, the Tulsa uh, race massacre after high school. You know, I should not have found out about Emmett Till until after high school. Right. Like, that's crazy to me. That's I, those. I, those, I, I, those I don't see huge. It. Huge, just you know, just in general, like studied them in the sense that we studied them, you know, in, in some in certain college classes or courses. Like that's such a, that is just as much a, a part of American history as, uh, what Washington crossing the Potomac River or whatever, right? Delaware, but yeah, okay. Thing. I don't care. Whatever. Okay. Like, okay. We, break. We, we can say that. That's no, no, point. no, no. We right? we can say like, that. Well, how important was that? To the fact that, like, how important is the story of Emmett Till? How important is, uh, you know, Tulsa? How important is Okoe? So th- that's my thing when it comes to that. It's like, I, you know, you're absolutely right with everything you say. And, yes, we have the resources now. And, yes, we can go out and do all this other stuff. But you know what? It's funny because, like, going to school, they should teach that already. That, should, should, be, they... that should be part of American history. So why is why are they fighting that? That's that's ridiculous. That's that's to me. It's that that's where the fight is at. It's like, all right, you know, you're literally erasing American history. We clearly know what it's for, for the benefit of you know white America because you're too embarrassed about the bullshit that you that you did. You can't reckon with it. So now we still have to continue this facade. And what, look, what, and look at what facade? Look at that this what facade, facade are you talking about? Well, the facade of, of 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 what they teach in high school, American history in high school, American history in our public schools, that facade. Like, let's keep that charade up. Let's keep it up. Give so, me a break. So what's so what's your solution? Go. Teach it. Teach teach it. Hey, Emmett Emmett Till is just as a, a, teach a it, part of history. But as, as so, so you're saying so you're saying teach it, but right now it's not being taught. So yeah, it's not. So how so how am I gonna start. so how am I gonna get that to be taught to my son come August if I'm talking to you right now? Oh well, obviously, them- you know it's it's not it's not gonna be uh uh let's let's do it this next semester. Okay, I, I, I would I would imagine it it would take maybe maybe a year a year to incorporate that. We can they're quick to incorporate anything they want to. As, as fast as they that's, want. That's too broad. They're quick to incorporate everything they want. You're right. To you're right. As you're fast right. as um, they want to. What does that see, mean? Let's see. Let's see. They can they can implement all these dress codes. They can they can implement rules and 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 curriculums super quick. School boards can whenever they want. They can take away they can take away teachers thousand dollar bonuses whenever they want and, and and make up rules left and right about why it's okay, but they can't teach Emmett Till. Or they can't tell. They can't teach about a Koi massacre here in Florida. So, so, so here's my thing, right? So, so they don't want to teach about it. That's not how the system is designed, right? If we, if we talk about, I mean, the whole situation with 1776, 1619, which I don't believe in, anyways. But 1619. What do you mean you don't believe in? I, 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 to say that American or Black American history started in 1619 to me that's kind of um, that's kind of re- re- reductionist. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, so the moment that they were, the moment that they landed on these shores as enslaved people, that's when we want to start talking about their history. I, I, I don't agree with that. I think maybe the history on the soil. Right. But that's my point. You have a situation where people are, are associating black history starting at 1619. We can't do that. I think black American history, no. Right. And and that's where that's 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 what I'm saying. You can't do that. It starts before that. I wouldn't I wouldn't reduce Haitian history to 1804. Right? Because it, it, it starts before it starts, it's that's that's how that's how you get to your greatness. You have to remember, and how to remember is by knowing about your past. Your past is not has not started in 1619. Kings and queens, man, pyramids. All right. That. That's, 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 that, so that would be a whole so that would be another category of history. Yes, that's a whole other category of history to you. Me, I'm saying if you black, you shouldn't think of yourself as my history started when my ancestor landed on these shores in chains and shackles. No, to me that's absolutely you're absolutely right. I but I don't think that's what that's what that means. I don't no, 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 no. Trust me. I've I've read most. That's that's where. Yeah. That's their entry point. You know what I mean? Their entry point is in 1619. So that's my disagreement with it. That's why I would say, which I don't fully agree with. I don't have beef with it. I'm just saying we should extend it beyond 1619. But that's neither here nor there. My point is this, right? So we're arguing about when this nation started, and the reason we're arguing about when this nation started is because this nation was started, created by men who believed that people who looked like you and I, people who they saw, I mean, hell, they made profit off of those people, right? Were property, okay? This is, this is the system that we are in. We are in a system that originally deemed us as property. We are in a system that, in which it was illegal to teach an enslaved person how to read, right? So why do you think that the system would be quick to want to teach your child the truth about themselves? Exactly, they won't be. No, I, yeah, I, I they get won't that. be. Yeah. That's that's it. They won't be. So yes, I'm I'm all for yo. Let's go ahead and and get them to do this. Let's go ahead and get them to do that. That is a battle. That is a battle that I'm more than willing to take on. But in the meantime, in between time, I'm not gonna let Miss So and So, who doesn't care about that history, be the, be the one that I feel be the one to be responsible for my child or any of our children knowing this. I just, I just think there's, there's a way to do this. And no, it, I don't, and, I don't and, disagree and, with you. And it's easier than we think. And you, um, you can't say that if you don't, if you don't, if you don't have, if you don't I, have something for me. No, I, I just, I just, you know, it's easier than we think it is. It really is. I think, uh, I think just in general, I think sometimes it's easy to overthink things, and I think this is one of those things that people are overthinking and um you know we can do better and i'm i'm embarrassed and ashamed that i know that i know some people you know that are able to do anything about that 
and, 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 you know, in a position to be able to maybe change things for the better in certain school boards across Florida. I don't care in, in whatever way. It, it just blows my mind that people want to hang their hat on conspiracy theories about pedophilia. Because that's easier, because that's easier to believe. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, before I, I, I just... I just completely lose it because it just disgusts me talking about these people and anybody there. And I, and I guess the big reason, you know, I, it hits me. It, it, I feel this way or I take it this hard because, you know, like just like a lot of other places in this country, but specifically Osceola County, because that's where I went to school at, high school at, middle school at, like these people are taking over. These QAnon theories are like being accepted, and it's not a good look down there. It's just not. But whatever, I don't know. I'm gonna. I, what is it? Are, are, are these school meetings like open to the public? Right? Do, yes. do I have to sign up? All right. So when's the next one? We got to go to the next one. So the Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday night or something. I get off work at four thirty. I'll drive. I'll drive straight down there just to be there. I don't even care. Just at least show my face to these idiots and let them know that I'm on there. I'm, I'm just watching them. At least I'm paying attention. I don't know. Anyways, this Western Sun's starting to kick in. Ross, <laughs> <laughs> hit, hit, hit me real quick with a get it how you live, but then I want to hear you know. Real quick, what what your thoughts on the Haitian president assassination? Ah! I do. I mean, I mean, look, real quick, real quick. I know, I know, we're past the hour mark, but you know, these are two. Get it how you live. We got to get it in there. All right, I'm gonna do the get it how you live real quick. So, um, this week it goes out to uh, the sister Daryllyn Bell. Um, she was arrested. Actually, oh shit, she was arrested yesterday. She was arrested on Thursday, um, accused, listen to this, she was accused of illegitimately claiming unemployment benefits during the early days of the pandemic, right? So it it seems like she's part of a group of at least 86 people tied to a scheme that went from May 2020 all the way until June 2020, 2021. Damn, they're catching everybody. Everybody getting caught. And um, what what happened is they took advantage of certain blind spots as far as fraud detection that states Mm. saw a massive influx of new claims in the last year. So according to the Louisiana Bureau of Investigation, the network consisted of at least four groups, four groups of people in... um, these people defrauded California unemployment insurance system and the Louisiana one. So the California insurance system, um, unemployment insurance system was defrauded out of about 1,186,107 dollars through more than a hundred fraudulent claims. Now I did the math. I did the math. And if you're talking about 86 people, who put in claims and then it averaged out. Well, for if the big amount, if the 
if the, the total amount is uh, over a million dollars, it averaged out to about $13,000 per person. Now, I'm going to keep it a buck with you right now. I'm not risking my freedom for 13 Gs. With that said, though, get it how you live is the name of the segment. Um, Yeah, these people got about $13,000, but that's out of the California system. See? That's out of the California system. So also investigators found that um, investigators found that people submitted duplicate claims in Louisiana as well. And um, documents say that at least six of those 86 people filed claims and it totaled for more than $61,000. So now you got the 13,000 that you made off of the California scheme plus 61,000 divide that by between six people. That's about 10,000 a person. So we're looking at at least 23 G's of bread that you didn't really have to work for that you got because these are false claims. And then the lady in particular that I just mentioned, Ms. Darlin, Bell in particular was tied to at least 33 separate claims stolen more than $250,000. All filed from her apartment. All filed from her apartment. This is the fucked up part on Old Hammond Highway. Like they got you. They got it down to where my sister lives. They put that shit in the paper. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Investigators confirm her involvement through purchase receipts. Uh, and ATM footage uh, showing her using the California Employment Development Department debit card in Louisiana. Mm. That's how she got caught. Damn. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So she um she got arrested yesterday. She was mm. booked on charges of conspiracy to commit illegal transmission of monetary funds, illegal transmission of monetary funds, and government benefits fraud. And we talk about two different states, so you know mm. she's about to get some federal charges. <laughs> get it how you live, shoddy. Get it how you live. Oh, is it Darlene Bell or Darylin Bell? Darylin, kind of like Carolyn. Wow. Wow. That's all I got to say about that, man. Wow. And um, you know what? We'll talk about Jovenel Moise um, next week. Nah, it, I mean, real quick. Just come, come on. Just I mean, just because we over the hour mark, and you know what happens when we over the hour mark. But, um, yeah, well, we, 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 you know, I feel like you can wrap this up maybe in about seven minutes or so. All right. So, what, what, what you want me to hit up when we talk about Jovenel Moise? I mean, like, all right. So, it, you know, obviously, it's fucking weird. The whole situation with the, oh, it's like Spanish guys that spoke English and Spanish, and now all of a sudden, uh, you know, Colombian mercenaries, Colombian mercenaries, and all this stuff, and you know, whatever, and you know, the videos on Instagram about this, the two random Spanish guys, and you know, they're getting beat up and they probably got killed. I mean, I don't know what, happened. yeah, but now they have quite a few more, man. They have quite a few more, they have like over 20 people in custody, they have, yeah. two, they have two Haitians in Which custody as well. Kind of funny, though. I mean, and I'll say funny from this standpoint, from just standpoint of like, uh, ha. How the tables have turned, and I said this earlier. Like uh, all of a sudden, it's like Spanish people getting roped up in Haiti. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, say basil now, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of shit. Because you know, people know the history about DR and Haiti. Like as a, as as you know, 
parents from the Dominican Republic and like my culture being from there, you know, it is. And I've said this before, it's fucking embarrassing. Like, um, it's embarrassing and, and, and it's, uh, I don't even know. I don't know any other words. I, I wouldn't know what, how else to describe it, but just kind of the fact that just the history, like Dominicans and Haitians, especially on that piece of land, the same yeah. piece of land. Yeah, I think I think I think we have to thank um, colonialism, uh, and yeah, you know that 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 term that term that we like to use white supremacy for that because there was a short time in history where the plan from those people on the western third of the island was to you know what we're free right now yo we could we could go we could go over there and free them too. You know what I'm saying? Let's free them from the Spanish. And there was a time when um, Haiti was unified and, yeah, everyone on, on the island of Hispaniola was free under one country. But here's where here's where uh, white supremacy and colonialism rears its head in. You get one group of people to believe that they are different or better than the other group because they're lighter than them. And then there becomes... There comes in the resentment of like, yo, why are we letting them rule? No, 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 no. No, you're not letting them rule. We're all ruling together. Well, the joke is they're not even lighter. Half, like eighty percent of them anyway. Unless yeah. you're Sammy Sosa, Pence, yeah. oh. Sammy Sosa. Like, oh, Sammy. You, you get what I'm saying though. Yes. Like, I mean, Vladimir Guerrero, Dominican, Big Poppy, Dominican. You couldn't tell the difference if you stuck him next to a Haitian. <laughs> you sure couldn't, man. You can't tell the difference if you stuck me next to a Haitian because they're Haitians that are lighter than me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You get what but, I'm saying? But that's like, the that's game, right? Wild. That's the game. That's the game. And so you got, you got you got Dominican presidents getting portraits done with lighter skin shades so they could look more European. Yeah. Like that shit is embarrassing as shit. Yeah. You know, it's like it's 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 wild. So that I, I guess that's where, you know, I to finish what I was just kind of saying and laughing. It's just like, ah, how like how the tables have turned now all of a sudden. But obviously this whole thing is just a big fucking corrupt snafu. I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um you have a situation where number one, uh the legitimacy of Moise's so his name is Jov was rather Jovenel Moise and he was quote unquote elected Right, because he assumed office in twenty in twenty seventeen, and he was quote unquote elected in twenty sixteen. But the thing is, he only received thirty eight percent of the vote. Now there was quite a few candidates competing, and he got thirty eight percent of the vote. So what they usually do is, okay, since nobody got at least fifty percent of the vote, let's have a runoff. They never did the runoff, so because they never did the runoff. His presidency's always been fraught with, yo, are we really going to keep this dude in office? Eventually, the U.S. reader said in, hey, Moise is going to be the guy. All right, cool. Moise is the guy because, you know, big brother America said so. So now this guy is president. We have issues with 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 corruption, which he tried to tackle. You know, he, he made some speeches about tackling um, um, corruption. So there were some issues about that, but then he there was a situation where election time came and there were no elections, and so the there's no legislature right now. There's no legislature because there there was no election, 
So because there's no legislature, um, the 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 head of the judiciary passed away from COVID. I mentioned that earlier. He passed away from COVID. So there was no so so there was no judiciary. So this guy was talking about doing a referendum to consolidate power for the executive branch. All bad things. Here's the thing, though. Regardless of how I feel about him, regardless of how you know the opposition may feel about him, he was still head of state. And for something like that to have happened, because he was killed not in the presidential palace, but in his private residence in Pétionville. And Pétionville is the most safe neighborhood in Haiti because that's where all the rich people live. And when I talk about rich, I'm talking about Uber. Like motherfuckers got bread out there. And the street that he lives on is on a hill. So there's security at the beginning of the hill. So anybody at the bottom of the hill got to go through a security checkpoint to go up. And then people who get to his to his house, obviously he's got security at the house too. It was all like mm. police. Mm. But what ends up happening is these guys are flashing DEA badges. <laughs> And mm. like, what's the DA doing here? And then you have neighbors who've recorded some of it on their cell phones because there was like some crazy noise in the middle of the night and they hear DEA. So they're trying to figure out what's going on. So they're recording it because that's the new thing to do in the 21st century. Is to yes. Cell phone. But people are recording it and not realizing that while they're recording, there's actually somebody or somebody's getting up in Mr. President Moise's house. And, you know, boom, they murked him. They murked him. Now, quick to say that, yes, they were, Eng they were English and Spanish speakers. That To me, that was too fast. To yeah. me, that was too fast. To me, that was like, yo, let's play on. That's everybody. I speak English and Spanish. You feel me? Let's play on, on. the division between black and, 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 and like like French. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like it was like a way of of playing on on the on issues that already exist on the island. Number one. Number two, for them to have all these people in custody right now. I feel like if you have the wherewithal to come on an island, get some weapons, figure out a way to hatch a plan to get in the president's home, well, well secured home and murder him. Would you really be dumb enough to just be out here hanging out after you did the deed? Mm. I don't think so. I don't think so. Now there's talks that, oh, the Colombians wanted him dead. Why? You know what I'm saying? Then there's then there's talks. I'm I'm more of the of the thought that it it was it was backed by the U.S. I'm sorry to say, because anything that happens in Haiti on to this day since 1915 is either something that the U.S. hatcheted, the the the, the French hatcheted, or the Canadians hatcheted, or sometimes all three. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm with that's you. why I'm with I feel you on that, that for sure. So that's why I feel that way. Um. We could get deeper into it at a later time. Like, I don't mind, you know, because, you know, I can talk about this stuff till I'm blue in the face. But, yeah, man, I think it's bullshit. Um, I, I, I hurt for the people because we already didn't have a government. And now we really don't have a government. So, so and here's the other thing, right? There's, um, he had recently named someone who was going to be his new prime minister, He's had, uh, shit, I said he had like six or seven prime ministers. He had just named one 
but the guy who he was naming to replace was uh, wasn't deposed yet like he hadn't been fired yet so right now Haiti has two prime ministers <laughs> Haiti has two prime ministers no mm. president no 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 members of parliament either so I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen but you know who's still doing fine the Levi factory Levi Strauss factory in Haiti is doing fine right the same Levi Strauss factory who didn't want to pay their employees two dollars a day what would add up to two dollars a day in mm. and, and, and working wages. So mm. I don't know, man. I don't know. Look at Levi's. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, most of these guys are trained like uh, are trained in like School of the Americas in Fort Benning, Georgia, anyways. Like so that's 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 so that's why I was quick to be like mm, maybe the U.S. had something to do with it. I could oh, be I wrong. Yeah. I could be wrong, but Levi's mm. had something to do with it. I bet you more than likely. And 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 we're saying Levi's, but it might not be Levi's per se, but it might be a group. You know, yeah. the shareholders. You know what I'm saying? Because it's the same. Because no, well, well, remember there was a and and now now I gotta look it up. But I remember it was a Coca-Cola plant. I want to say that it was in uh, in Colombia. But I know it was definitely in a Latin American country where the workers went on strike, right? Because of working conditions, and mercenaries came and forced them back to work. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Yo, hit me some shout outs. You already know. Shout out to my wife. Shout out to my son, who. <laughs> who on the 4th of July was quick to remind me. I was like, Dad, we don't celebrate 4th of July. I was like, no, we don't. Oh, <laughs> I like him. I like him even more. I was like, no, we don't. He was like, yeah, because it, it, it's just the day off. I was like, yeah. But yeah. You got to bring him over next time, man. I I, I got to I gotta hang out with my boy. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got some Shaolin Shaolin he he loved, games to play. He loved that game. Yeah, boy. <laughs> he loved that game. Yeah, I feel like he played that game more than you did. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, he probably did. I still got it on there. I'm I'm waiting. I'm I'm waiting. <laughs> Whenever he wants a rematch, let me know. <laughs> oh man. Um let's see. Regular shout outs, LA Insurance, Alan Ray and Charles holding it down. Uh, got a court, got an office uh, over off Boggy Creek in front of Publix. The other office is off of uh, OBT right in front of the Florida Mall, right past the Florida Turnpike uh, overpass. So go check them out. Holler at them boys. Uh, Kenya Robinson, the Blitzel Restock Image Project. Holler at her. Holler at Long Shots. Barn Billiards out in the Four Corners area. Uh, shout out to those boys, Harold and... Uh, and Mo and Alex is holding it down over there and check them out. The whole little strip. Yo, long shot. They're showing the fight, by the way. The the Poirier, uh, the Poirier McGregor fight. All that. They got twelve pool tables. Go go go! Holler them for real. They got really good wings too. Um, who else am I trying to shout out real quick? Who I usually shout out. LFT website, simple, clean, and reliable. That's Jay Wilson. LFT Realty Inc. That's Melissa Wilson holding it down. Which was like something about the first LGBTQ like realty office. I got I got to get that down too. I'm, I'm I'm doing pretty bad at this, you know. I don't know how I stay uh how I stay <laughs> on the mic. Uh, let's see. Be nice. 
yo, come check me out. Usually on Mondays, it's been kind of raining. I don't know what's up with the weather. We're a little corner bar on the outside there across from Lake Eola, corner of Washington and Roslyn. Just come holler at me. Be nice. Holler at Tori, AMH, all my homies. Sunday nights are Sundays during the days, a big day, Sunday fun day. Um, man, I think that might be it. Words? Yeah, we went way over on this one, but it was good. It, it had to. You know, there's a lot of stuff we had to talk about. Kind of. For sure. Learned something. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I hope y'all learned something. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that might be it, though. I'm a brother, you all love you. Know. Yeah, you know how it goes. Uh, oh, follow us on Facebook. Oh, that's right. You gotta do that. Like, uh, get it how you live with a you podcast. Get it how you live with a you podcast. Get it how you live podcast. Yeah, there you go. There you go. We're all available on all platforms: Spotify and Apple. Uh, our Apple Music, iTunes, whatever, all that good stuff. Uh, Google Podcasts, whatever, all that. So just find us, tell your friends. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Saul underscore Wall underscore, and on Twitter, Solly D's, D E E Z, just in case you don't know how to spell D's. I don't know. Ross, where they got you at? Where, where, where they Yo, I'm on the Twitters at HaitianRoss83, and I'm on the gram at HaitianRoss. Holla at your boy, man. Yeah, yeah. Give us a five-star rating. Do all that. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Don't be lamos. Tell all your friends about it. You know, this is the best podcast in Orlando. Give me a break. I mean, no no disrespect to everybody else, but, uh, you know. We do what we do. Yeah, you know. I mean, they might be more organized than us, but. But the chemistry, you know what I'm saying? We got the chemistry down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got a cool intro song. Come on. Oh, (laughs) she's. Peace. Peace. Peace.